Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the wait list, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Orlita Smith here from Sip Herbal. Sip Herbal, she's going to dive right into it. Great coffee alternative for anyone who is thinking of going off coffee, who has experimented of going off coffee. Some of you might be listening to this and you might be like, why would I ever go off coffee? Orlita is going to talk to you about why I want to and just the journey of Sip Herbal as a whole. So Arlita, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here because I was one of those people who was like, why would I ever? Who does that? So I get it. <laughs> right. And I'm with you. I've always been a coffee lover. Like that is my jam, but I've gone off coffee too. And I think a lot of people are experimenting with it. So can you maybe open it up? Just let us know what's your journey with coffee been like? And I was in love with coffee. Coffee and I were besties. And I was the uh, find my local roaster and ground my beans and have my pour over or my French press, depending on how much time I had. And then just enjoy the ritual of coffee. That was my thing. And fast forward to the pandemic. And there was like, I was having sleep issues and anxiety and tummy troubles and my business partner was like hey I think it's your coffee and I was like no it's not it's not my coffee I'm it's not it's gonna be everything else and then I was like I'm not gonna have coffee and my body was like yeah you're gonna give up coffee and so I was like oh there's stuff out there I've seen people with alternatives I go out and I try to find something and I'm going this is just this has what in it like I don't need adaptogens in my beverages. I understand that a lot of people are like, oh, but adaptogens are good for you. And they might be good for someone. And we're all different. And so I was like, I don't want adaptogens because they're, that one isn't good for me. That one is going to make me feel like trash. So I was like, no, thanks. I just want a blank slate. I don't want any caffeine. Oh, that one has caffeine. I don't want any gluten that would have natural flavors. And I'm a former biology teacher. So I know what natural flavors are and they are not really something you want to eat. So <laughs> 
I was like, I'm going to stay away from that. And I couldn't find anything that didn't have all that in it. So I put that teacher hat back on, got in the kitchen with some herbs and my business partner. And we came up with Sip, the original flavor, our signature roast. And then I was like, but I miss my coffee house flavors. And so my business partner's like a pro in the kitchen. And she was like, oh, what about salted maple? And she, let's put some maple syrup or maple sugar in it. It's a real vanilla beans and some salt and some dates for the caramel. And I was like, yes. And it's, we came up with those coffee house flavors that we missed from there. And Sip now has a line of six flavors that are all whole foods flavored. And I'll have chicory, carob, and dandelion as the base. So they're super good for your digestive system and your liver. So we just wanted a better for you coffee alternative, not the stuff that was out there. I know so many people would have gone out and just been like, oh, I can't really find something that I'm really liking. So maybe I'll just settle. Or the easiest alternative is I'm just going to stick to coffee. And also people would have been like, hey, I'm going to create this for my own kitchen. But you went out and built a business around this. Talk to me about your business partnering you. Do you, were you just, oh, this is an opportunity. Like you have an entrepreneurial mindset and you're like, yes, this is it. Or were you like, hey, let's just test it out for us first. And then if there's something, let's roll with it. Or were you like, no, like this is an opportunity and it's a light bulb moment. Someone's going to grab it if we don't. So we have my business partner, Maya Kelly. We've been together for over a decade in the wellness world. We had another business that we exited. And we were like, and when the pandemic hit, she was like, I said, she's like, you really need to give up coffee. Her husband can't have coffee. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to try this thing. And then I tasted it. And I was like, man, this is pretty good. And we were telling people in our, we've been in the wellness community for a while. We were like, hey, we have this thing. You want to try it? What do you think? And they're like, oh my gosh, that's really good. You should sell it. We're going to buy it. And I was like, you want to buy it? And so we started a Kickstarter because we were like, if people really want something, they'll support it. Mm -hmm. And they supported it. And so the Kickstarter was successful. And we took that $7,000 in that first year from that Kickstarter. We launched our website. We sold our first products. And we multiplied that $7,000 to $250,000 that first year. It was pretty, really telling that people wanted it because that was with no marketing. I was just saying, hey, this thing is here. And we're like, oh, it's not just us. It's people who are on thyroid medication or people who are on blood pressure medication or people who are having hot flashes or night sweats or people who are dealing with anxiety, they can't have coffee. So it's not just us. And so we realized that we were helping so many other people get that ritual. Yeah. I want to dive into the ritual piece because I think that's really key. But you also mentioned something that I think a lot of people are like, hold on, how'd you do that? You took $7,000 from Kickstarter, which I want to dive into Kickstarter, and then you turn it into a six-figure business. What did that look like for you guys? How did that come to life? What was that journey? So I tell a lot of people that we literally got that out of the mud. That was not grandma saying, here's $100,000, sweetie. That didn't happen for us. We don't have the friends and family that a lot of people might have who are deciding to go into the entrepreneurial journey. So we had to get creative. Mm. And so we started to reach out to people in our network who were seen as influencers. And we said, hey, if you like this, let's partner and talk to you and do a giveaway. And if the giveaway does well, let's see how we do in your newsletter. And so we would work together to pay them because we didn't say, hey, can you do this for free? Nobody wants to do free work. Can you, how much is it to be in your newsletter? We'd go out through their newsletter. We'd be on their socials. We hit them in different areas. So a lot of people are like, oh, just have this influencer talk about it. That doesn't 
it's not going to see the ROI that you want. You need to have that influencer talk about it several times in different ways. And also you talking about it several times in different places in different ways. And so that's exactly what we did to grow in that way. And then we listened to our audience. Our customers were saying, hey, we don't like the way that this is doing this thing, this particular piece of your product. So we used to have powdered herbs for sipper. We were like, oh, it gives it a richer flavor, blah, blah, blah. And our customers were like, yeah, but it makes, it leaves like sludge in the bottom of the cup. And we were like, oh, that's okay. It's really good for you. Just drink it, right? It's really good for you. It's minerals, but it's not the coffee experience, right? There's nothing in the bottom of your cup when you have a good cup of coffee. And so we took everything that we had saved up for that first year and we rebought all of our ingredients so that we could remanufacture using cut herbs so that our product looks more like a coffee ground than a powder. So people were having the experience of coffee from the time they opened the bag mm. until the time they took that first sip. So that's what we wanted to re-engineer, listening to our customers. A lot of people just think, especially if it's your baby. I know my baby. No, you might not know it as well as you think you do. So listen to your customers. Use your community that's around you. That's what we did. I love that you've stayed so connected in with the customer and that you've just really hung on to replacing the ritual. Opening the bag was one of the first things I did when I got the product. I was like, what does this look like? Because I, like you, have tried many of the alternatives out there and they don't look like this. Like for anyone watching on video here, I'll describe it for everyone listening. Yeah, it op you open it up and it looks like you, I put it in a French press, you can put it in a French press. It does give that different experience than some of the other alternatives give like an instant coffee type feel. So this still brings you back to the ritual, which is such a key piece. Like even if I don't drink coffee anymore, like I still need something hot and dark <laughs> in a mug in my hand in the morning for me to feel good. Like yes. I need that. Yes. And I was the same way. I was like, I want the whole ritual. Yeah. Not Oh, this is so quick and easy and so much of our life. And we've been told that fast, do it fast, microwave it, get it to me. I want it now. Hurry up. And we were like, no, slow down. Be here now. Be where your feet are, is what my therapist would say. And enjoy this few moments. It's not like your whole day is going to be this slow, but give yourself a few moments in the morning for you. Just give yourself five minutes. It takes three minutes to steep. Just give yourself those few minutes and just quiet sip. Your shoulders drop that first sip and you can start your day. And even the name sip, you were so intentional with that. It is, that is how we start our day. You're not chugging a coffee. Right. You're just not, you're not. I think I did try that once when I was in my early twenties. I was like, I gotta go. And I'm a black coffee drinker. So I was like, let me throw some milk in it so I can just like drink it quickly. And I was like, oh gosh, this is disgusting. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't end up having a coffee. But it's like everything about it is very intentional to replace that behavior because that really is the key piece that people are looking for here. Yeah, we knew we wanted to name it Sip because, again, that first sip of your morning and your so shoulders and sipping is even slow mm -hmm. and intentional and part of the ritual. You're not it's not we didn't name it Chug. <laughs> it's to slow down and even our packaging, when we switched our packaging from listening to feedback, we wanted it to be something you look at and you smile 
and you sip and you savor for just a few minutes. Give yourself just a few minutes every day. If you start your day that way, hoping the rest of your day goes that way as well. That's our intention for everyone who enjoys sip. And now talk to me about the packaging as well, because you guys did a recent rebrand. Talk to me about what the process looked like, how you ended up shifting things, and what was that whole process like for you? So I think I showed you before, but if anybody's watching, I'll show the old packaging and I'll describe it. But the old packaging, nothing was wrong with it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It had a lovely cup on it. It looks very coffee-esque, like it would fit right on into the to the shelf and everybody would, it would be fine. It would get along. Well, if you look at it, it also says restorative herbal coffee. And a lot of the feedback that we got after going to Expo West was that people didn't know what it was. What is a restorative herbal coffee? And I'm like, oh, or they would say, I want the restorative one. And I'm like, they're all restored. Like it just didn't land on our customer immediately. And they also didn't know that it was caffeine-free from the packaging. They didn't know that it was full of prebiotics. It's just, it's really confusing. It looked good, but it was confusing. So we then switched to our new packaging, which I absolutely love, which has our little guy here. And his name is actually Joe Sip. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Thought it was cute. would make you laugh, right? And we have Fojo right there on the package, right? We know it's sip. It's Fojo. At the bottom, it tells you it's gluten-free. It's non-acidic. There's no sugar. Like, it tells you right there on the package, your coffee routine without the beans. And so it's very lighthearted. So that's who we wanted. And after going to Expo West, and there were 60,000 people there who attended. So we had rapid fire, get your message out, understand, get your get feedback immediately. There was so much feedback in three days that we were like, people aren't getting our messaging. They don't understand the packaging. It's not fun. It's not us. One of our core values is fun. Have fun. Life is way too short to not have some fun every day. And so we were like, that's not fun. That's not fun. This new packaging is fun. And so we hired a graphic art, a designer, we hired, she also did our, we did our, we bleh, reworked our website, um, changed our social media even. Everything about us now blends into one brand because our socials was like, let's have fun, but it didn't have any branding. So we wanted our socials to reflect our packaging, to reflect, to be reflected on the website. From the time you, even our tape on our back, our packages has now been changed to reflect everything even writing notes on the packages, which I do myself, just so that it's more fun to say, hey, I hope you enjoy this. I write notes to every customer on every package because I want them to know that we really want them to enjoy their first sip. So from the time you get the package to your very first sip. Yeah, the fun piece 100% comes across. And like when you talk about your old packaging, like you said, there was nothing wrong with it, but it didn't stand out in a way that you want to stand out. And it didn't align to almost your guys' core values of fun. And I think yeah. that's a really big piece, right? If you as founders have that as a belief and you want to bring that to life, you have to have it come across in your brand or it just feels, I don't know, it sometimes feels just like this uh, misalignment. It felt inauthentic. And we are big on being authentic, but we are transparent. If we make a mistake, which we do, that <laughs> I'll send an email to the customer and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't see this. It's my fault. How can I make this right? Can I give you this thing or do this thing or whatever to make sure that you understand that 
I know I made a mistake and I am not going to, this is how I'm going to fix it in the future to make sure it doesn't happen again. How can we do this? So we are very transparent. We're very much authentic and we like our fun. And yes, we have business. We're about our business, but even as much right now, we're moving towards locally sourced ingredients. Right now, I'm trying to go to farmer's markets and meet the farmers and try to figure out how we can get our ingredients sourced from Oregon or California. And so even in something that is as daunting as that, I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to go, okay, how can I talk to as many farmers? Let me make a game. How many farmers can I talk to in one day? So just to try to get some fun infused, even in that. It's a great way to go about what you're working on. You have to in this world of consumer packaged goods. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to have some fun. Totally. And okay, so you came back from Expo and you had all this feedback and you were like, okay, we need to change things. Was there ever any question that you needed to change after that? Obviously, I think a lot of brands feel like this is such a daunting piece. Oh my gosh, we have to change everything going to be expensive we already have packaging like we've already people start to know this did you guys second guess it or were you just oh yeah oh okay yeah okay (laughs) there were tears right so (laughs) tears were shit it was not easy it was really difficult it was always are we doing the right thing is this packaging correct and then as soon as we got this new packaging somebody was like oh i think you should change this and this and they were they're an expert in the field and we were like yeah, we're, this is a living and breathing document. It's not going to change right now, but thank you for the feedback. We'll apply it when we do decide, because we know it's going to change, but we're not going to make such huge changes next time. What we did last time is night and day to what we do now, to have right now. But what we're going to change next time is maybe switch some words around and that kind of thing. But changing the packaging was huge because we not only switched from the outside of the package, but we switched the entire packaging type. We went to 100% recyclable packaging. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just, oh, let's change the way it looks, but let's go source an entirely new package. Entirely new. (laughs) Wow. So that was fun. And it was not easy because we had to sell through our old product. We had to buy new products, new packaging. It was very expensive for us. Some larger companies might have said, well, that's nothing. Let's just do this, this. But when you're bootstrapping, and you're doing it yourself, every penny counts. And when you see that big old bill, you're like, oh, was this a good idea? But it was worth it. And we're really glad that we did it. We're proud of it. And we're glad that we pulled that one off because it wasn't easy, but we made it. You made it through. Absolutely. And how have people, so we have the new packaging now, we have the new, like everything about it, which is great. And it's just, it's so fun. I absolutely love it. How are people getting to know about you, love you, share it? You mentioned before you were sharing it out with your audience. You guys are both within the health and wellness industry and you have been for some time. Talk to me about what's been your strategy to get people to first learn about the product. And then I'm sure once they try it, they keep coming back. But how to get them to know about it? So we work with some of our friends who are in the industry, but right in the end. So we don't want to wear out their audience because... It gets exhausting and then you have what I like to call list fatigue, where you've been in somebody's list so many times they're like, you're now muted. (laughs) Don't even see your product. We've worked within our small niche, which was the autoimmune niche. So now we're moving out to 
wellness as a whole. So people who might be dealing with anxiety because coffee exacerbates anxiety. Also people who are dealing with acid reflux because coffee has acid and you can't have acid reflux. Or people who are dealing with night sweats and hot flashes, so moving through the menopause field as well. Or people who are diabetic or have a thyroid condition, those people also are moving away from coffee. Or people who are even going, you know what? I just want to give coffee a break. I just need a break. I'm going to go back to it, but Mm -hmm. I just need a break. And those people as well. Hey, we're here. You miss us. You want to come over and have some fun with us? Come on. So we're now expanding out into different sections of the wellness community and not just our autoimmune. Mm -hmm. So we're applying the same principle where we're reaching out to some influencers and we're asking them to try it first. And if they like it, we want them to talk about it. If they don't like it, we don't want to work with them because it's not an authentic voice. And as we said, we're really about being authentic. We don't want them to say, oh, yeah, this thing is so good. <laughs> no, we want you to like it. Mm-hmm. And so then you can talk about it. So that's our strategy right now. It's a longer road to that person because we can't just, we won't just take everything. We don't want you just out there saying, you, oh, this is great. And you don't really like it. So we want an authentic voice. And so that's a longer road, but it is a deeper connection. It's a much deeper connection because it is real. And people know when you're real and when you're not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're naturally going to want to talk about it if they're like, you just solved a problem that I have in my life. Fantastic. I'm going to shout this from the rooftops. Very different than oh, I'm going to pay to promote this only. <laughs> Use my code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we all know those. And we already <laughs> know. We get yeah. it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want them. I mean, if they want to talk about it, that's fine. But. We won't really want to work with those people as far as a long-term relationship. But if they find it and they're like, hey, I I just want to talk about it, that's fine too. (laughs) Spread the word to your friends. Tell everyone. Yep. And then how have you and your business partner, like how do you guys manage things? Have You've always had this together and you guys have been in business together for 10 years. So number one, how are you running this business with both of you? Number two, how do you manage to run such a successful partnership for 10 years? That is very impressive over numerous businesses. That's incredible. We met in the wellness community. She was a, a food blogger, published cookbook author. And the funniest thing is I saw her on Twitter when I, first, when I was first in the wellness world and on my own journey. And she posted a question about sweet potatoes. And she's like, I'm sick of sweet potatoes that are sweet. Do you give me a savory, some savory ideas? And so I'm like, oh my gosh, my favorite savory is this crushed hot sweet potato. Now, mind you, I am very extroverted. I'm sure you're shocked. I know. What? And she's not. She's very introverted. And so I was like, oh, this is what you do. And you do some cumin and some chili powder, some garlic and salt, and put a little bit of brown sugar and blah, 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 blah. And she, when I told her, I was like, you're working for Twitter. She's like, yes. And you like, I was like, oh my God, why is she talking to me? And so we met and I was like, she's like, we should do this thing. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And so we worked together on a project. The project was great. And she was, we worked together on another project and that project was great. And then we were like, hey, I, we should do this other business. And we're, she was like, okay. And we did it and it was great. And we exited. And then we kept working together and working together. Now Kelly is in Oregon and I'm in LA. So we are a distributed workforce, as I like to call it. And we meet every day virtually and a couple of times a year in person. And she's 
in her family, the eldest, and in my family, I am the baby. And so I'm the one who the eldest gets in trouble for, like that is, <laughs> and that's our relationship. She's very much the eldest and I'm very much the baby. Like, I'm going to go try all these things and let's go do it. Oh my gosh. And she's, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, and we very much yin and yang and I love it. It's so perfect. If some, if we do not agree on something, we're both very willing to be wrong. And I think if you have a partnership where both people are willing to be wrong, hey, I am wrong, but I'm willing to be wrong, which makes you curious. It makes you open to possibilities and not so dogmatic that it has to be your way or no way. Because when you are rigid, you break. That is, that's it. When you are flexible, you can bend and flow and and grow together. But when you're rigid, you break. And so neither of us is so rigid that we have to break. Both of us are willing to be wrong. And both of us are willing to go, we don't know what we're doing. So let's just try what you're saying. If that doesn't work, we'll go with what I tried, what I said. And if that doesn't work, we'll figure out something else. Right? So that's very much us, very much the curiosity The I can be wrong. You can be wrong. We can both be wrong. Let's figure it out. That's such a great mentality to have and to find someone that like you guys didn't like you met online. Yeah. And you just tested some pieces out, even though you're in some ways like very polar opposite, there are these core, it seems like there's these core values to what drives you both in terms of transparency, fun, quality, testing, being willing to be wrong, these types of things. And those are like the pieces of glue that allows it all to work, even if you guys might approach something completely different. Yeah, we're completely opposites. Like you will always see me all over sip like everywhere in sip, sip you're probably if you google sip herbals my face will pop up before hers because i'm always the one who's going to be out there talking because that's who i am in turn like that's my core i am the person who never meets a stranger ever and kelly is the person who's like why are you talking to strangers and i'm like no it's not a stranger it's my friend that's me <laughs> that is me i would that's me and that's always been me before i even met kelly my husband was like you just don't meet strangers i'm like no i don't we're all <laughs> friends I love that. That is so great. And as an entrepreneur, I'm sure that helps you so much in the business. It probably does help me most of the time, but sometimes it's like, why are you talking to me? I don't think so. (laughs) But it does help. It helps to be able to talk to strangers when you walk into a room and no one looks like you. It does help to be able to go. I'm just so used to talking to anybody that I'll pretty much talk to you. Which is great, which is a great piece to have. And I'm sure it has helped you guys so much in this business and in previous businesses as well. If you're not the biggest advocate and willing to put yourself out there, that can be hard. Yeah, yeah. It can't, it's still, there's still times where I'm like, mm, I don't know about this one. And then I'm like, I'm willing to be wrong. Maybe I don't know them. Maybe they just look mean and they're not. And nine times out of 10, if you smile at someone, they'll smile. And that's easy. Like you can smile. And then, hey, how are you? That comes out right naturally. Yeah. And people love to talk about themselves. So just ask them a question about themselves. Honestly, your lipstick is really pretty. So if I was like, oh my gosh, your lipstick is so pretty. It really matches your eyes. Where did you get it? And then you're just going to talk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. That's such a like human, human piece. Yeah. And it's from an all natural brand. Just so you know. Really pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Random plug for Ilya, all natural lineup that they have. It is pretty though. Like, honestly, 
<laughs> and I got on. I was like, oh, that's a pretty color. I should have put something on. <laughs> <laughs> funny well you really seem to get people and i think that makes sense and even the fact that you continuously listened to consumers when it comes to your product you're so curious about that i think that can never ever serve you wrong when it comes to building your business i think being the baby makes me curious which right? is a great thing yeah let's see what this does and they're like oh, don't do that you're like oh let's see i'm not gonna want to see. I want to see what it does. Mm. I'd like to see. That curiosity piece is so huge. Okay. So you've been very curious. That's like who you are. That's what you're always working on. It's like your DNA. What is, what are you guys experimenting with next when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales? What's on the horizon for you? So we are going to play around with drops. Cool. Because we think that those are so fun and they build so much excitement around your product and it has a lot of FOMO around it. Like we're only going to do so many. And right now we just dropped vanilla, fridge vanilla. And so it will be dropping next month and we're only making so many of them and we're going to not or offer them again until we do another vanilla drop, which probably won't be until 25. So if you get it right. And then we're going to have a summer drop of a box we're thinking of some sort of fun box with like maybe a cold brew kit because you can cold brew sit and so we were like oh what if we did like a cold brew kit kit with a mug and a cute little straw and like the whole kit so we're gonna experiment play around with drops of course pumpkin spice is always the e-drop right so <laughs> clearly <we> also <laughs> found a turmeric blend that we want to play around with and see if that works because of course, turmeric's great for inflammation and all of the great things that the Ayurvedic properties that it has. And so we're going to play around drops next and see how that works out. So far, vanilla's doing great. And so we're going to we're going to see how that goes. And yeah, that and the farmers is also next working with farmers and getting the word out that we are working with local farmers mm -hmm. and that we're making sure that the supply chain is so short that it's literally farmer to roaster to us. It's not farmer to roaster to this person, to that distributor, to 15 people and then to us. Like, no, I want to go farmer roaster us. Right. Like that is so short and it keeps the money in our community and with the farmers and they get more money and it's a fresher, better experience. So that's what I'm really excited for as well with this year. Very cool. I'm excited to see the drops, like how that works for you guys and just your shortened cycle with like from farmers to you that makes life so much easier that's just great for the community all of that but yeah i'm so excited to watch the drops happen for you i think that's gonna be really great yeah i think those are gonna be so fun and of course me and my fun right it's like it i'm like no really it sounds fun it's a lot of work so far it's been a lot of work but it's been really interesting to see how people respond to hey we're only gonna make so many of these and we're done and right. it's, ooh, let me get on that. So we have been, we spoke about the drop a couple of times, I think twice already. And we had a really great response. And then we're like, okay, we're going to be quiet about it. And then we're going to see if we speak about it again. What happens? We're going to just play around with the messaging around it. If we get, use influencers to talk about the drops, or if we just use them to talk about our regular thing and the drops. So we're just playing around to see what happens with when we have different messaging around it, different people talking about it just to see how it works and then hone in the drops by doing three or four of them this year. 
hopefully by the end of the year, we really understand how they work, the best messaging, the best approach to it. And we can go from there and just apply it the following year. Very cool. That is going to be great for you guys and a lot of fun and a lot of fun for your consumers, which is great, which obviously is very aligned and it seems to be paying off for you guys already, which is good. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I'm really excited to see what, what it brings. So people want to find you so they can make sure that they're aware of the upcoming drops, that they just want to get their hands on some of Sip Herbals. Where can they find you? They can find us at SipHerbal.com. They can find us on all socials at Drink Sip Herbals. Awesome. Cool. Hey. And with that, are you DTC? Are you DTC only? Do you go retail? Do you have any ambitions to go retail? Are you like, no, we're a DTC brand? We are a DTC brand, but we're also in Amazon. We're also at Nature Marketing Canada. We're also in a few select retail stores here in California. And we are selective about the retail push because it is more expensive for us. And we're not able to pass that savings on to the customer directly. So for us, if we're D2C, it helps us to keep our costs low and keep that cost low for the customer. When we're retail, the cost might be low, but our cost is not. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's great. I love that you recognize that and you're just going to own it and be like, hey, we're primarily DTC and be in select accounts. But that's it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to make the best for us and our customers. We know some people just want to run out and grab it. But Amazon, I can get it to you in two days. It's pretty easy, right? Yeah. We all know how to use that. So we're good. And and a lot of people are like, oh, Amazon is so bad. I'm like, but Amazon does support small businesses like us. And it helps us to get it to you in two days. And it does cost us a little bit more, but we're able to get it to you in two days. We're able to be exposed to new markets that we would not be able to be exposed to otherwise. So just a little, not that I'm an Amazon pro, but I'm just letting you know that Amazon does help small businesses in some ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Everyone go out there, get your sip naturals. If you are looking to just try out something different, if you are thinking that caffeine habit maybe isn't the best for you, you're just trying a different relationship with a hot beverage this year, try out Sip Naturals. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Relita. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. Go grab yourself some Sip Naturals and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.